everyone, and welcome to In the Nest Breakdown, your breakdown of everything sports from the New England Patriots to BC hockey and everything in between. I'm Vanessa, and thank you so much for listening. On today's episode, we'll be discussing March Madness as Selection Sunday approaches this Sunday and switch things up a bit as we take a look into Big Ten basketball. All right, so everyone, we have a very special guest joining us today. We have all the way from Chicago, Illinois, Armin, my cousin. Say hello. Hello, Vanessa. It's a pleasure to be on the podcast. I'm excited to talk about everything we have on the agenda today. Armin is a former athlete himself, former football star of the Arlington I say, Heights area. I wouldn't say that much, but... We're happy to have him. I'm happy he decided to join us today, but he is actually the inspiration for today's episode in which we are going to do a little bit of a deep dive into Big Ten basketball because Armin attends U of I and U of I is doing pretty great this year for basketball. But before we get that, we just wanted to start our quick little in the news sports update that we do almost every episode. Some crazy football offseason stuff that we want to quickly mention was that Kyle Van Noy was released from the Miami Dolphins. So big news. I mean, definitely, definitely plausible that that's going to happen. I mean, I'm, I was kind of surprised that Miami even let him go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like he was kind of the leader in that linebacking core they had. I thought he was a solid player. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's totally possible. I can totally see it happening where he resigns with the Patriots. And I think, especially now, uh, Patriots linebacking core last year was. Uh, down a little bit without uh, Dante Hightower. And I think that if we can get Kyle Van Noy back, it'll kind of give us an extra boost. So yeah, that's exciting news. I'm excited. I really hope he does come back to New England. We have so much cap space, like we talked about in the last episode. that I mean, we we can bring him back if we wanted to. And I think, you know, he did incredible here. And if he could come back, and I think that'd be great. Additionally, Kyle Rudolph, was also released from the Viking Vikings and he's been there for 10 years and you know we're lacking in the tight end department um yeah I'm kind of surprised about that too um Kyle Rudolph has been pretty solid piece in that Vikings offense for the past few years Mm -hmm. um but yeah I mean the Patriots need a tight end as soon as possible I know we drafted Devin Asiasi and Dalton Keene last year um two tight ends. It was their first years, but they didn't have much production. We basically had no production at the tight end uh, the entire year. So it would be very helpful if Bill Belichick actually goes out and gets a tight end or goes out and gets at least a big name wide receiver or something to help us on the offense, because right now we really don't have any weapons. So, Additionally, with Kyle Rudolph, I feel like his impact kind of off the field emulates the Patriots way I guess and I feel like he'd be just not only player wise but also like kind of what the Patriots tried to aspire to be off the field I think he'd be a perfect fit for the Patriots more than just sports (laughs) more than just the game the culture (laughs) all right and also if we wanted to speak on um, New England slash Boston sports. The Bruins did lose to the New Jersey Devils for the second time, I think, this season, which is yeah. so sad. Last yeah. night, it was not fun. My roommate is a huge Devils fan, and you know what? We're 
playing great all season, but we just keep losing to the Devils, which is kind of sad. But, you know, I mean, we move past. Bruins, like, losing, getting rid of Zeno Chara was kind of something that we, we realized that their back line, like their defense is young and they haven't played as much. And Zdeno was definitely like a huge piece to that, being like a leader and teaching all those young players. But I mean, so far so good this year. I think they're like second in the division right now. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely going to improve throughout the season. I think that losing to the Devils is just one of those things where sort of like happens. a rivalry thing. It kind of just happens every once in a while, but yeah. they'll definitely be good in, in the playoffs. Um, so I wouldn't get our hopes down for that. Yeah. Yet. I'm excited for another playoff run. You know, we obviously didn't do as well as we wanted to in this like makeshift playoff yeah. run <laughs> this summer, yeah, it's, it's but tough. we have another opportunity this year and, you know, we are, lo- we have lost to the devils twice, but I mean, you just got to regroup, refocus and move on to the next game. And that's just what we got to do. And finally, our last topic before we get into our main topic of the evening is in relation to hockey. It's BC hockey. We just finished the normal season this past weekend and BC ended up winning or quote unquote winning the um, normal hockey East season. I know because of COVID, because of everything, they weren't counting it as a technical win for like winning the season, but we still had the trophy from last year. So we celebrated like we won it again, which is super fun. And I'm excited to see what will happen as we begin the Hockey East playoffs this weekend. And, you know, hopefully I'm crossing my fingers, the Frozen Four. I think that'd be super fun. But Yeah, I mean, that's big. That's big. <laughs> BC hockey is on the rise. You know, we have our BC hockey as the number two in the country. You have your U of I basketball as number three. And I think that is the perfect transition into um, our main topic, which is U of I basketball, Big Ten basketball, and March Madness. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this year has been definitely – the best year for U of I basketball. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the best year for Big Ten, Big Ten basketball in general yeah. in a very long time. I mean, there's going to be at least eight or nine teams that are going to make um, the, the tournament. And it's one of those leagues. It's been one of those leagues this year where on any given day, any team can beat any team. Mm-hmm. And it's made it so much more interesting to watch a bunch of big name players that are going to go into the league or in the Big Ten. And I think any Big Ten, Big Ten fan would say, if you ask them, that this is becoming one of the most dominant leagues in college basketball. If you are a high-end recruit that wants to play college basketball, I think that Big Ten is going to be one of the most competitive, um, and it's going to be on the rise for years. Mm-hmm. So it's super exciting. Super excited for the Big Ten tournament coming <laughs> up this week. Yeah. U of I is the number two seed, even though they got snubbed from number one. <laughs> Because Michigan didn't even play a full 20-game Big Mm -hmm. Ten um, season. So I don't know how they're even – how they even won the regular season championship because we beat them by 23 points without possibly the national player of the year in Io DeSumo. So, I mean, a lot of stuff going on in the Big Ten. Super exciting. Uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm for the Big Ten, I believe it's number three in, for at least the AP Top 25. It's number three, Illinois, number four, Michigan, and then number five, Iowa. So, I mean, yeah. basically, you have all of those teams, not only just like in the Big Ten fighting each other, but also for their national ranking. So, when it comes time to March Madness, I mean, it's anybody's game. Yeah. 
I mean, I think that – I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I mm-hmm. think that the national championship this year is going to be – the national champion is going to be a Big Ten team. I think that obviously Gonzaga has been on fire. Baylor <laughs> is one of the best perimeter teams in the nation. Mm-hmm. But something about Big Ten basketball this year has been so aggressive. There's been so much passion in every single game. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I can't see it not being – a big 10 team winning the national championship. I don't think that's but, a stretch yeah. at all. I mean, you know, I Gonzaga's obviously in the mix almost every single year. They're number yeah. 1, number 2 at least. But, you know, with them being in the mix that many years in a row, you know, they don't really have that like fire it, like underneath mm-hmm. them to kind of like pu- push them that extra inch to like be the national champions and I mean you know U of I hasn't really been I mean correct me if I'm wrong hasn't been in the top 25 for the past few years yeah we were in the top 25 last year um we were gonna have a pretty decent we were gonna make a run at the Big Ten championship Mm -hmm. I mean Wisconsin was really good last year but we were getting hot towards the end of the season all of us thought we were gonna make a deep run Uh, but obviously COVID COVID (laughs) a lot of the major basketball conference tournaments didn't happen so that sucked Mm -hmm. but we were in the top 25 last year but that was like the first time in years that we were in the top 25 yeah but like you said you know they were making a run at the end of the season and that little I I mean definitely the same kind of happened for BC hockey this past last year they were getting the fire underneath them at the end of the season and the season was cut short and that fire is kind of what propelled them to finish what they started from last season to this season and I think with U of I being in the same position that could really be a big factor I think in the March Madness tournament yeah I mean U of I has had issues this season and all of us talk about it (laughs) they've kind of had some issues and Towards the end of the season, this has been fixed or it has happened less often, mm-hmm. but they kind of played down to their opponents at times. And mm-hmm. I feel like we'd be that one seed that could possibly lose to the 16 oh, seed. No. <laughs> and it's like one of those things where if we don't play to our potential, mm-hmm. because when we play to our potential, we'll beat the number two team in the nation by 23 points. Mm-hmm. But when we don't play to our potential, we'll lose to Michigan State by 10. So it's like, it's, it's one of these teams mm-hmm. where, it's it, you never really know what to expect out of them. And that kind of gets us all nervous <laughs> when we watch games, but when they're playing to their potential, they're honestly unstoppable. And I can't see us losing mm-hmm. to any team in the country when we are actually playing to our full potential. Yeah. So it's going to be really exciting to see it. Just please don't be a UVA like three years ago. <laughs> oh my God. I would, I would honestly cry <laughs> if, if we lost in the first round. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to happen. I hope not, but we'll, we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. You never know. It's March Madness. Yeah. I am hoping that we'll be able to, you know, normally, I mean, we have our fantasy drafts and I'm hoping we can do a March Madness one. I was saying to, um, in the last episode that I think I'm not going to confirm it now, but I think I'm actually going to put U of I as my number one for the taking them to the yeah. end. I don't yeah. want to call it too early because, you know, Things could change come Selection Sunday this Sunday, but I am almost certain I'll put U of I. We'll see what happens in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, that's Um, definitely going to be important in deciding. I think the win over Ohio State this past week, or this past weekend actually, kind of cemented us at a number one, and I think that whatever happens in the Big Ten tournament shouldn't really bring us down to a two seed unless – 
uh, Ohio State wins it all or mm-hmm. Iowa wins it all because right now they're both two seeds right now. Um, but yeah, Big Ten tournament's going to be crazy. Any team can win that. Literally any team like Nebraska, who's won like three games in the conference, can <laughs> go on a run. Like you never know. We went into overtime with Nebraska earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it's a crazy conference. I'm super excited to watch it. Yeah, and I think like you just said, the Big Ten will probably be a big tell of how maybe the March Madness not maybe, but how March Madness may go this um, year with, like you said, so many Big Ten teams being in the mix for the March Madness championship this like weekend or a little bit longer than a weekend, but it'll be a good telltale sign. Unfortunately, I don't think BC will be, yeah, be in a, our. BC's having a rough year. We're having a rough um, year. We're at the bottom of the ACC. We're, <laughs> I don't think we're in the mix at all. But but I mean, my sister goes Northeastern. Northeastern should get into the tournament, so that'll be exciting. Yeah, I know that yeah. a bracket a few weeks ago, which obviously probably changed, uh, a bracket a few weeks ago had U of I playing Northeastern in the first round. Um, so I don't know. That could be something interesting to see. That would be very interesting. Uh, I'd love to see a sibling family rivalry in yeah. March Madness. It hasn't happened before. And I mean, with all of us being in college now, you know, could very well happen. I know it happens almost, I mean, multiple times for hockey here because, you know, like you said, your sister, Alina, she goes to um, Northeastern. My sister goes to Northeastern. So BC plays Northeastern in hockey because we're both in the Hockey East multiple times a year. So we see it with that, but not with March Madness. So I'd love to see it in March Madness. Yeah, I wish U of I had a hockey team. I mean, we we actually were supposed to, our, our hockey team right now is Division Two, mm-hmm. And if COVID never happened, they were going to make the jump to D1. Oh, wow. I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, which which sucks because now they have to wait mm-hmm. a while until they could play another – they could finish out their D2 season mm-hmm. to possibly make the jump. And then there's also, like, an issue with the fact that colleges have to have the same number of men's sports as women's sports. Mm-hmm. And I think that there was a problem where if the hockey team did go D1, it would make it unbalanced and there wouldn't – there would be more men's sports as women's sports. Gotcha. But – yeah, that's one thing I wish we had here uh, in the Big Ten. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of good Big Ten yeah. hockey teams like Minnesota, Michigan, um, Wisconsin, too. But, man, I just wish we had a good <laughs> hockey team. I love hockey. You can root for BC. Come the Frozen yeah, Four, come, go over for, for BC. Definitely. You're an honorary Boston person member. Of course, yeah. Always rooting for the Boston teams yeah. whenever it comes down to that type of stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> I mean – that's how we were raised. All Boston sports. Mm-hmm. Um, the best kind. For Chicago team, the best kind, exactly. <laughs> but root for a Chicago team on all occasions, unless they're playing a Boston team, then I switch to the Boston side. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's fun. Yeah. I, I think we, it's, it's fun that we can, you know, spread our Boston love for Boston sports all across the country. We got our Boston fans. We got you guys in Illinois. Then we got our other family in California. So we got all parts of the country, I think, covered for Boston sports. <laughs> and Boston sports is the best kind of sports, which is why we don't have that much of a bias, but we do. <laughs> but with uh, March Madness coming up, I mean, the first tour literally is in 10 days from today, yeah. which is so exciting. Um, Selection Sunday is 
this coming Sunday. And I think what's very shocking, at least with this selection Sunday, is that Duke isn't going to be in there. They had to win that game against North Carolina this weekend. Um, Obviously, I think they lost by at least 20 points against North Carolina. Mm -hmm. You know, whenever you're great for a long period of time, like Duke has been, Every once in a while, it's going to catch up with you. Same thing as the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. Every year, like six Super Bowls, you're probably going to have a season where you go seven and nine. So <laughs> it's nothing to be concerned about. Obviously, Duke has major pull with recruitment, mm-hmm. and they've got a lot of big-name kids going there. So it's just more of a development issue where they're not experienced. They don't really have a lot of guys. They lost a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think they'll be fine. And obviously North Carolina hasn't was, is out of the top 25 and they haven't been playing to their full potential. Mm-hmm. Kentucky has been playing yeah. that well either. There's a lot of big name schools that haven't really been in the mix lately. So it's kind of interesting to see that it's kind of exciting to see new teams come up on the rise, like Baylor, West Virginia, um, Villanova has been consistent for the past few years. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be really interesting. Yeah. But yeah, Duke's out. So <laughs> No, it is definitely interesting. And I like to kind of say, which kind of stinks when it's like when my school's doing well, is that this season is kind of like a non-season with COVID. I mean, I kind of said it with the NFL too. I mean, with every team, it's like all of a sudden you'll have to completely stop play for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Then you have to get back into the game. Some deal well with it or some of the athletes might not like react well to the virus and might not just be playing at the same level directly after getting sick. So, I mean, I'd like to say in just like scheduling, I mean, like with hockey here, it's like we schedule our games week by week. You never, you don't know who you're playing until the Tuesday before Friday. So it, I mean, it's constantly changing. I like, so like I said, like, I like to say this is a non-season. Obviously, that stinks when your team is ranked number two or number three in the country yeah. when you're saying it's a non-season. So we'll say it counts somewhat <laughs> this season. Yeah. And but... that was the, that's the problem with uh, Michigan being the Big Ten champions. I mean, we, we have – they basically got a month off. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had an outbreak. They couldn't play any of those four – uh, conference games for a month and we ended up getting ours rescheduled thank god the Michigan U of I game because that was in that one month stretch where it got canceled so they rescheduled that game but they still haven't played and obviously they're never going to play the three games that they missed mm-hmm. and it's sort of become a question where every other team in the conference played 20 games and they only played 17 yeah. 17 so do they deserve the title? Mm-hmm. Like when you go on ESPN and you look at the Big Ten standings, mm-hmm. it has U of I over Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like one of those things where we played our full season. We had to deal with all the injuries and not being able to recover. Mm-hmm. Like Io broke his basically broke his whole face and couldn't play in two games. Mm-hmm. So it's like when when how does this make any sense? Yeah. That, that they can become the Big Ten champions just because they have a better win percentage, yeah. where in reality they just played three less games than us and could have easily lost all three of those games. Well, a similar thing happened yeah. in the football college football season this year with Ohio State yeah. where they hadn't played any games. And obviously they ended up beating Clemson and then going to the championship. But a similar question was asked with them where it's like all these other teams have played far more games than them and 
probably deserve more of a chance at going because their season has been longer. But yeah. obviously in that case, they pl- proved them wrong. But we'll see with yeah. Michigan in the Big Ten t- Championship and then with March Madness. So kind of to go off of that with bringing up U of I again, who are your favorite players this year on U of I? Oh, I mean, it's got to be Io DeSumo and Kofi Coburn. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've just become sort of the dynamic duo in the Big Ten where they they just have a chemistry that you can't really find in any other school, um, on any other team. So they've been fantastic. I think all of our players realistically have done a great job this mm-hmm. year. Um, the two freshmen that we recruited, uh, Andre Curbelo and Adam Miller, have been really, really solid for stepping up in big moments, making big shots. So I'm confident that U of I is going to have a very, very bright future if they continue this recruitment and the run that they're on. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Io already declared for the NBA draft. He's not going to come back next year. Mm -hmm. Kofi may declare. Not really sure. He's only a sophomore, so he's not really sure if he wants to go into the NBA yet or if he should play another year to get Mm -hmm. more development. But I think that U of I has a really bright future. I think a lot of Big Ten teams have a really bright future, and that's kind of scary, and you don't really <laughs> want to see that because for the next few years, it's going to be a grudge match every single game, mm-hmm. but it's going to be exciting to watch. I think it makes it way, a lot more competitive and a lot, like you said, a lot more exciting for when there's like more than one team in the mix. And I, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see it. That's the one thing, though, I do like a little bit about football more when it comes to like college players moving on to the professional level is that college players in football they kind of have to wait three they have to wait three years in order to declare for the NFL draft it's not like basketball or or hockey where it's like after their freshman year they're gone like Zion Wilson after straight out of high school yeah or straight straight out of high school Mm -hmm. didn't even go to college but obviously when it comes to football there's a lot of physical development that mm-hmm. has to occur for someone to <laughs> get into the NFL and actually be able to go up against guys mm-hmm. that weigh 350 pounds and are 6'6". Six, six. Yeah. <laughs> but for basketball, not as much, obviously not as much contact, yeah. um, not as much injury that could occur. But yeah, it's interesting. And whenever football players, I think when it comes to football players, they want to declare as soon as possible mm-hmm. because you don't want to play another season and possibly risk yourself getting injured. Exactly. So your draft stock falls. Mm-hmm. So there, there's that like weight of injuries are more common in football than in basketball. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. Hopefully the Patriots get one of the big name quarterbacks this year. But. <laughs> I, I don't think so. I was actually talking about it the other day. I was like, you know, either I feel like if we're going to draft anyone, it's going to be Mac Jones unfortunately but I mean we'd only get him in the first round so if we stick to our plan like normal where we draft somebody way far farther down the line maybe Kyle Trask I don't know yeah I think there was a couple mock drafts that I saw where they had him going to the Patriots I I mean it's Bill Belichick he does whatever (laughs) Bill Belichick wants and there's so many things that could happen this offseason with the quarterback position. I mean, it's a possibility that they can re-sign Cam. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, not out of a, that's not out of the window yet, although people are speculating that he might not come back. I think that there's a high possibility that he could. They could possibly trade for someone. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I saw I saw uh, a graphic that said that Ryan Fitzpatrick is most likely to go to the Patriots. <laughs> and I just think that's funny because he's I feel like he's played for every other team yeah. in the division besides us. But yeah, I, I mean I have no idea. It's Bill Belichick. You never know what he's gonna do. Yeah. Another one was so, like Marcus Mariota, which I was like, that's interesting. Yeah, I saw that too, which that would be interesting, mm-hmm. but I, I just don't <laughs> I don't know if like Belichick will make the right moves in the draft and free agency. Honestly, I would like him. I would like him to resign all of our defensive players mm-hmm. that Absolutely. are going to free agents. He needs to resign Joe Thune. Joe Thune needs a payday. Mm-hmm. He's been one of the most consistent guards in the league. So they need to pay. I think the first step is paying all those players that are going to leave mm-hmm. and then trying to find ways to either trade for a big name receiver, mm-hmm. trade for a big name tight end, sign someone that's a free agent like Kyle Rudolph, try and get Kyle Van Noy back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Patriots have a lot of issues. Um, it's probably going to take another year for them to figure it out realistically before they can be back on top of the the East. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have a lot of work. You can't expect a rebuild of 20 years to only take a year in between. Yeah. I'm I mean, obviously there was seasons where we didn't make the playoffs and maybe, maybe we'll, we will be good enough next year to make the playoffs, but realistically, I don't think we'll be in the mix for the Super Bowl for another few years, but I mean, it takes time. We were, we've been blessed with being able to get six championships in the span of in 20 years and obviously making the Super Bowl, how many years more than just those six championships? So obviously, and making the AFC Championship, how many years in a row? So, like yeah. we said, it it takes a while to rebuild that. Um, yeah. team. but if anyone can do it in a short short period of time, you'd think it'd be Bill Belichick. Yes. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what he does. But you know, Brady's already got another ring. I think Tampa Bay's gonna do. I think Tampa Bay's gonna repeat two in a I row. Mean, I mean, yeah, they have I think, they have everybody back for next year. They all yeah. have two-year contracts, and obviously yeah. they can't sustain it after those two years. But I think Brady wants another one. I think Brady, you know, Tampa Bay scheduled to play the Patriots next season. I think he's going to win, and then he'll get oh, the title yeah. of beating every single team in the NFL, the one he wanted. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, when he was on the Patriots, is like, what's the one team Brady hasn't beaten? himself <laughs> yeah so you know uh... he'll do that next season like he wants to and then he'll have all the records he wants but I did see something where it's like oh Drew Brees actually might not be retiring anymore which is crazy yeah. yeah I was I was thinking about that a few days ago because he hasn't made obviously he said before the game was it the divisional round I don't remember when they played I think it was, it was a divisional. I round. believe it was the divisional Where round. He basically said before the game, "I'm not like this is my last run. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do this again." But realistically, we haven't seen an official statement mm-hmm. since then of him saying, "I'm not going to play anymore." Mm-hmm. So I don't really know what's going on with that. And then there, there also was that clip of him at the end of the the game, sort of tapping. Um, Jameis Winston and being like this is your team now like you're mm-hmm. up next sort of like passing on the torch yeah. but he hasn't given an official statement I think he could come back I don't think that he he's been he's been playing to a high enough level where yeah he could play another season I mean it's just a matter if he wants to yeah obviously his injury 
kind of made, I think, influenced his decision at least a little bit to at least allude to the fact that he was going to retire. But then again, you know, him and Brady have had their rivalry for years being, you know, around the same age, both, both incredible players themselves respectively. And, you know, Brady's going on. And that's what I always said. I was like, so long as Brady's in the league, I feel like Drew Brees would be in the league because they have that inner competition yeah. between both of them. And, mm-hmm. you know, after and now they can compete. Both year, exactly. Yeah, they're in the same division and they played against each other in the division. I believe the divisional round or was it the, I think, I think it was divisional because yeah. actually, I don't know for sure. It, Definitely. I think it was divisional because the Bucks played. They played Washington, Washington. yeah, before. Yeah. So I think Washington's going to be good. I'm Kansas. excited. I think Taylor Heineke. <laughs> yeah, I I think that I mean that may have just been one of those like crazy superhero games where he's never going to play to that level again. Mm-hmm. But he was he looked really good, and they have a great defensive front. Mm-hmm. They have probably one of the best defensive lines in the league, probably second best now because J.J. Watt's on the Cardinals yeah. with Chandler Jones. Oh, that's going to be incredible to watch. Yeah. I think the Cardinals now I, – I, there's there's a lot of teams I feel like that are in the mix next year. I think the Cardinals with Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt is going to be deadly mm-hmm. because they are sack machines. Like, they will get you – as many sacks as they want on any given day. The poor so quarterback that has to go up against them. I think it was like yeah. what Russell Wilson's like scared yeah. now. <laughs> Russell Wilson wants out now. He doesn't even <laughs> want to be on the Seahawks. And I was I was looking at a few things saying that uh, Russell Wilson would like be open to the possibility of going to the Bears, mm-hmm. which would be massive if we can pull that yeah. off. Because I'm sick and tired of Mitchell Trubisky <laughs> and Nick Foles playing. It was it was a mess last year. I did not terrible terrible season but i don't know a lot of a lot of stuff's going to be going down free agency free agency realistically kind of just begun yeah draft is like in a month and a half ish so we'll see what happens it's exciting all right so with that said i just want to say thank you armin for joining me today thank you for your input (laughs) um again like with that said if you could i guess a good way to end the episode if you could pick a non-U of I team to win March Madness, who would you choose? Okay, that's a good question. Um, I think once it – me and my friends talk about this a lot. I think once it gets to tournament time, mm-hmm. you sort of start rooting for the other Big Ten teams. Mm-hmm. And I think that if U of I doesn't win, I'd like to see another Big Ten team win because I think that the Big Ten deserves to have a national champion because it's been – pretty it's been a while since the big 10 has had a national champion so i'd like to see another big 10 team win if uva doesn't pull it off that's awesome all right well thank you so much for listening thank you for joining us for another episode we will be back soon we got some special guests lined up some former nfl athletes that we have coming up i'm not going to say who will surprise you with a little bit of an update on the instagram so please follow at in the nest breakdown on instagram for updates for new episodes new guests and like i said thank you so much for listening 